0: Hello and welcome to season number two of the Scattered Abroad Joint podcast. We're so excited that you are with us today. It's crazy to me that we are already in season number two and that we have had so much success thus far. We're grateful um, to you as our listeners and our supporters, but ultimately we're grateful to God for putting us even in this opportunity at all in the first place to be able to use this avenue of technology and podcasting to spread the borders of his kingdom and to be able to scatter the seed. And interestingly enough, that's the theme for season number two of the Scattered Abroad Joint podcast, Michael. It's crazy that we're here, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's
1: a a year ago we wouldn't we weren't even here yet. Right, we were filming in December. So I mean we're filming now, and it's it's crazy how much has happened in the last year. And uh, our team has grown, and we've been able to add new podcasts that are going to be coming out this year. So I think twenty twenty two is going to be a really good year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're so excited for what we've got to bring to the table. Thankful today for this first episode of the joint podcast to have uh, Drew Settles Drew is the host of the Weathering the Storm podcast that comes out every Thursday. We're grateful to have him with us. We're also thankful to have uh, our, our newest host uh, of the network, Lima Isine. He is the host of the Ohana podcast, and his podcast will be coming out once a month. It's considered one of our special uh, podcasts, but we're grateful that he was able to be uh, in our area. You, and you don't live anywhere close to us, yes, <laughs> but we're, <laughs> we're grateful that he was able to be with us. As always, as we say before every single episode, don't forget, if you can, go to our social media pages, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter Instagram um, like subscribe follow all of those things you can go to our YouTube page and do that as well and if possible please give us a rating or review that certainly would be beneficial to us and if you haven't already go to our website scatteredabroad.org. check us out you'll see uh, all kinds of information about the network the hosts and the shows but if you would do this scroll all the way down to the bottom of the website if you would um, please sign up for our email list you can enter your name and your email and then you'll receive a monthly email that goes out every single month and that'll have information about the network work again we're thankful to be here for season number two of the joint podcast as we talk about this theme this season of scattering the seed and I think it's so important for us to understand the importance of scattering this, the seed and this idea of evangelism. I understand that we've been through a couple of difficult years. The past, you know, 19, months have been some of the hardest times that we as a world have, have ever had to face. Um, and yet we're kind of coming out of that. We're on the other side of that. We figured out how to deal with it. And so now it's time for us, brethren, brothers and sisters, friends and neighbors, whoever you are, to get out and scatter the seed, to put evangelism as a top priority in our lives, because without evangelizing, the borders of the kingdom are not growing. And so it's up to us as Christians to make sure that we are carrying that out. And so what I want to do is I want to open up for discussion as we begin here and talk about this idea of the seed itself. Brothers, what is the seed?
2: Luke Luke 8, 11 tells us that the seed is the word of God. Absolutely. That's what Jesus taught in in that parable—it's about evangelism, it's about the hearts of man being open to the seed. So we gotta scatter the seed uh, indiscriminately, right? Um, uh, and wherever it falls, we—you know—it's up to the person to make their decision, right? And so, yeah, we gotta take that seed, the word of God, out to the world.
0: I I think it's super, I mean, the answer is super simple, isn't it? What is the seed? What's the word of God? We know that you referenced Luke chapter 8 and verse 11 talking about the parable of the sowers. But I think a lot of people, unfortunately, take away from the power of the seed, of the word, um, and they they place it upon themselves. And I think that's where, and we may talk about this a little bit as we go forward, but a lot of people, when they see um, things like failures or um, instances where, Maybe someone isn't as receptive. Um, a lot of times they take the blame on themselves because they put so much of that pressure on themselves. But ultimately we know, like we've talked about, the power is in the seed. Uh, it's in the Word of God, and ultimately it's up to the individual talking to and how they're going to view the gospel.
3: Well, and the power is not in the messenger, it's <coughs> in the message. And Absolutely. you think about, you know, Jonah, for example. Jonah didn't even want to be there. Right. But the power's in God's Word, and so all those people repented. He had an eight-word sermon. Yeah. Power wasn't in Jonah. Right. But then Noah... He, you know, he was he was trying to proclaim, hey, get ready for this. Nobody responded. So, yeah, that pressure of putting it on us, we've got to realize the powers in God's Word and our responsibility, according to the parable of the sower, is just to take that seed and sow it.
1: Absolutely. That's, and we know it's called the parable of the sower, and I think that's part of why so many people have gotten it in their heads that it's all on them, mm-hmm. but they don't understand what a sower's job really is. The sower can only do one thing. Right. He can sow. He doesn't do anything else to make it grow, to make it, you know, he can't control the soil that it is, especially in the time that Jesus is telling this parable. They just scattered it wherever they could and and hoped that it would grow in a certain area. And he he points out that of the four soils that were, you know, thrown seed into, Mm -hmm. only one of them germinated that seed. That's
0: what I always find interesting is, uh, you think about it, really three out of four were not receptive, or at Mm -hmm. least they received it but then did nothing with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in in all reality, when you look at it, one in four chance, um, and that's kind of how Jesus lays it out. Now, does that mean that, I mean, the one in four chance is better than a a zero in four chance. Obviously, the responsibility is still there for us to do regardless. Um, We still have to make sure that we are going to go out and do the will of God, even if the chance of maybe success is lower, because there is no chance of success. What is it? Michael Jordan said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? So you've got to be able to do uh, the work, but sometimes you've also got to know that it's it's not going to work out, but the power is not within you. Like you said, the power is within the word of God.
3: Right.
2: and trigger a thought in my mind about the uh the seed there's a seed principle throughout the the bible it starts in uh, genesis uh the seed will produce after its kind so mm. you better be sure what you're sowing is the seed because Absolutely. the seed of the gospel will only produce christians right right if and and michael said uh highlighted there that y- your job as a sower is to sow the seed you don't make it grow, you don't, and, and sometimes we we waste energy trying to make it about ourselves, you know, hey, how can I, you know, help this person uh, uh, obey this seed? How can I make them, you know, <laughs> right. take up the seed of the right. word of God? I mean, we just share it with them. You, you can't make someone, uh, you know, obey the seed uh, through you. It, it's mm-hmm. That's your choice. Right. We need
1: to identify what the seed is in the the sense of, we said it's the Word of God, but we need to make sure that we have the Word of God, Uh, the true Word of God, because in Galatians chapter 1, Paul gives a warning to those in Galatia that he says Mm -hmm. that there are other people that are teaching (coughs) other Gospels, Mm -hmm. and they're not other Gospels, verses 6 through 9, but they're trying to promote something, and there are so many people in the world that are sincere. They believe that they have the truth. They believe that what they're teaching is the right doctrine. And yet they're not. And so we have to make sure we're doing the right thing. My father tells a story about my aunt who wanted to plant watermelon. And she Mm. was bragging about this watermelon that she had planted. And it was going to be the greatest watermelon that anybody had ever tasted. And then pumpkins came up. (laughs) (laughs) And so if you don't have the right thing, it doesn't matter how much you believe in it doesn't matter how much you think about it, if it's not what you've planted. It's not what's going to grow. That's right. exactly right.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah. you've got to make sure you're planting the right seed. And, and, of course, you mentioned Galatians 6. I think that's such an important passage um, because it shows us that people can turn away <coughs> um, to what is – Called a different gospel, mm-hmm. something that is not anywhere close to the Word of God. So we've got to make sure that we, as Christians, we preach the gospel. I mean that that's our that that is our occupation as ministers to proclaim the gospel first and foremost to ourselves, um, and then to everybody else. I think we've heard it said that every gospel or every every sermon preaches are, as should already be preached once sure. before it gets preached to the audience. Knowing that we are looking at ourselves, we are applying everything to ourselves, um, and then we're going out and scattering the seed to the best of our ability. Let's talk about this. Idea idea of why. Why do we scatter the seed in the first place? And obviously we know it's a command in Scripture. I think about the, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh, we think about the charge Paul lays to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, the motto yeah. of the Memphis School of Preaching, get out there and preach the Word. Yeah. Um, but why? Why scatter the seed? Well, it's
3: the message from God. Right. You know, It's not our message. It's not our opinion. going back to Galatians 1. We're not trying to pervert it. We're not trying to twist it, as Peter says we're taking what the pure, powerful message of, of God, Romans 1, God's power. He's got that's all right. kinds of power. Absolutely. But when it comes to the realm of salvation, that power is only in the gospel. So that's the only message, if we're going to be true to God, that we can proclaim.
2: Right. That's right.
3: Well, and you, and you
1: stop and think about this for a second. I want to look at it from another angle. We scatter the seed when people are lost, but we also scatter the seed when people are wayward. That's right. In Galatians chapter 6 same book a principle is laid out that if someone is overtaken in a fault verse one Mm -hmm. and that word overtaken is caught by surprise Mm -hmm. and years ago i was driving home on wednesday night and i looked down to change the radio and when i looked up there was a deer in front of me (laughs) and i didn't get to stop in time and so i was taken by surprise by that Mm -hmm. obviously hit that deer going as you know about 50 miles an hour wrecked the car that I was in, Mm. and the whole way home I just had my hands on the steering wheel just (laughs) staring ahead because I was terrified. Mm -hmm. That's the idea that's given here as that idea of overtaking, and yet what we do is we go and we restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering ourselves lest we're also tempted. Well, the only way to do that is to bring the Word of God back to this person because they've left it. Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2 tells Mm -hmm. us that sin separates us from God, and when I find myself separated... I have got to be restored to that, and that word restore in the Greek is this idea of mending something that Mm -hmm. is broken. It's the same word that's found when the apostles were mending their nets. It's the same word that's used in in the idea of mending a broken bone, and so we talk about restoring something that was once whole back to its original state, and the only way we can do that is through the gospel message, and so it's not just about to the lost. Mm-hmm. It's also to the wayward, the people who once had it and no longer do. We need to get them back. That's what Jesus tried to do with Ephesus. He warned them that if they didn't stop the path uh, that they were on in Revelation 2, too. verse 4, that they were going to be in danger of losing their candlestick. And he yeah. says, I'll remove it and I won't restore it until you repent. He gave them a final warning, final message. And unfortunately, we know through history, Ephesus didn't listen. They mm-hmm. lost their, you know, their statue uh, you know their candlestick they lost their state with christ and they were removed and they died yeah and that's a horrible thought but it's a very serious contemplation that has to be made that that can still happen to any one of us
2: and and, and um going back to 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 the why uh, uh on top of what you said michael um that's what jesus came to do mm-hmm. right to seek and to save the lost right. and and when when you say i'm a christian you're you're saying I want to be like Christ. Yeah. Right? You want to be like Jesus, you got to do what Jesus did mm-hmm. right. when he was here and and, right. and and that was his mission. You also mentioned yes, it's com- it's a command. I like I like I like that concept also, you know, cuz Jesus said, "If you love me, mm-hmm. keep my commandments." And and he told us, "Go into the world." scatter this seed preach the gospel (coughs) to every creature he that believes and is baptized will be saved that's why we do it we want want to save souls we do a kid sing at honolulu Uh and uh one of the questions (coughs) that i that i asked the kids well two of them the first question is what is our number one goal and they would say Go to heaven. <laughs> and then I said, what's our number to go? And they would say, take as many people right. as we can. And that's what yeah. we want to do. Absolutely. We, that's why we started the see.
0: Right. Well, and Chris, you mentioned talking about, you know, Jesus is our example. Uh, Paul said, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but people, <clears throat> people all the time, <clears throat> you ask them, and they say, well, I love God. I love Jesus. I love his word. And yet, for some reason in their minds, it's this pick and choose game. You can yeah. pick these things and not do those things and still be faithful and pleasing to God in his sight. And a lot of times evangelism with this idea of scattering the seed is one of those things that falls by the wayside. Because a lot of times it may create confrontation. It may create difficult situations that you got to be in yeah. um, in order to defend the faith. But we also understand that Romans 3.23, we've all sinned. Romans 6.23, because we've sinned, we're deserving of death. But we know that Romans 1.16, the gospel is the power to save. So it's the only right. thing that can save mankind. It's the only thing that gives us hope in this life. So why would we not be about scattering the, the message of salvation for all of mankind? Yeah,
1: the Bible is not a buffet. <clears throat> it's a prefixed menu. There you you know, sure. if you've ever been somewhere and eaten before, and they've <clears throat> only got two items on the menu, it's pick and choose. You only get to pick <laughs> right. one. And you, you can't sit there and go, where's the rest of the menu? That's right. it. Yes. When I read the Bible, I can't sit there and say to God, all right, where's the rest of this? I I don't want just this. I want to pick and choose what I like. He says, no, you you have to order this. If you want to have salvation, this is what you have to follow. That's right. Yeah,
0: you're exactly right. And also thinking about this too, um, we talk about this idea of of jesus coming to this earth to be that great example for us being the greatest evangelist that we've ever known and we can look at the apostle paul the apostle paul is one of the greatest evangelists uh, um that this world has ever seen and it's interesting too when you think about the life of the apostle paul um what he did beforehand obviously i mean mean, most of us probably know about the story of, of saul dragging christians out um and persecuting them killing them torturing them and then doing a complete 180, he he knew what the gospel could do for him. Right, right. He understood firsthand the grace and the mercy and the love of God and what the gospel could do. And so I think in some sense it's almost like the golden rule too um, it, it, that you see there in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, this idea of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. We, If we were in a lost state, we would certainly want someone to help us. Um, and so why would we not go out and help other people? Exactly right. That's
2: the power of the seed when you look at the life of of Saul, of Tarsus, yeah. changed by the gospel. That's the power of the seed. Absolutely. Sure. Yes. Uh,
1: well, and we need to think about this too because we've, we've talked about the lost, the wayward. We need to remember that judgment yeah. is coming. There, there's coming yeah. a day when God is going to come back and you know bring everyone home and deny the people that are not worthy, <coughs> the people who have not obeyed. And this is not just a New Testament concept. Back in the book of Amos... Amos Mm -hmm. chapter 4, you might remember from our time in the Minor Prophets Mm -hmm. class, the idea of this verse 6 where it starts by saying, I gave you cleanness of teeth. I took all the food away from the land to try to get you to return to me, Mm -hmm. and you didn't. You would not. And he goes on and he says, I withheld rain from you. Where there were still three months to the harvest, I made it rain on one city and withheld it from another One part was rained upon, the other did not, but you did not return to me. And he goes all the (laughs) way down with blight and mildew and Mm. your gardens increase and all of these things, and he finally says in verse number 12, because you've not returned to me, therefore thus I will do. Prepare to meet your God. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no more chances. There's no more excuses that can be made. I have reached my point, and we've heard so many times the cup of wrath is being filled. Mm. And every time you study that throughout Scripture— it's always outpoured, and when it's outpoured, it's devastating, yeah. and we're getting to a point in our country where that wrath is getting to the very brim of that cup, it seems, mm-hmm. and something's going to happen, whether it's the destruction of the world, and you know we, we have the second coming, or whether it is something happens to our nation, and we go into captivity ourselves, something can happen, because that wrath will be outpoured in one way or another, and we will have no one to blame but ourselves.
0: Oh, you're exactly right. I also think about this, too. You mentioned um, we focus so much on the, on um, the lost and the wayward, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. That's certainly who we need to focus on. But I think also t- also too, we forget who sits in the pews in front of us yeah. every single you know Sunday week after week, and a lot mm-hmm. of times we forget um, to continue edifying and encouraging and building up um, and still trying to help them grow um, as individuals who come and who are who are christians Um, and i think about um, the command that uh peter gave us there in in second peter chapter 2 where he talks about um talking about weaning yourself off of that milk getting on to the meat the word of god that why why would you do that so that you may grow thereby it is the it is it, it is the goal of it should be the goal of every single new testament christian to continue growing, to be better today than you were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than you were today. And that's something I always say in my podcast um, because we talk about this idea of transforming always in Romans chapter 12 and continuing to grow, continuing to be better. And so it's one of those things where I think, and it's good, again, we spend a lot of time on evangelism and outreach, but a lot of times we also, I think, forget maybe sometimes the people who sit at our feet week by week. That's right. Well,
3: and you know something, is Mark 16, 16 is one of our favorite passages and one of the, one of the most clear passage is fine. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. We'll go to the mountaintops and proclaim that. The verse right before that is just as powerful. It's just as imperative. So if I don't obey Mark 16, 16, I'll be lost. What if I don't obey Mark 16, 15? Sure. And Mm so I've heard this phrase, and and it's always stuck with me. The world is lost if we don't take the gospel to them, right? But we'll be lost if we don't take it to them as well. So I I think what Michael said brought, brought up something really powerful. We see the long-suffering of God on one side, mm-hmm. but we also see the urgency yeah. He expects from us as His people because He is long-suffering. Yes. But that time's coming to a close, so we got to get out and have an urgency about spreading, the, scattering the seed.
1: And there's got to yeah. be something that everyone can do. There's got to yeah. be. I mean, for someone it might be yeah. as simple as a visitor comes in on Sunday morning and they say, you know what, I'm going to invite that person over for dinner, yep. and I'm going to just have a meal with them, and I'm going to invite the preacher over too and try to make that contact. The, the, the fact of the matter is all of us have either been in local work or are still in local work, and we know one true statement. The people know people we will never hope to know if they don't tell us about them right. or if we don't mm-hmm. meet them organically. Sure. And so if one of the things that we did as congregations was when people would sit down and make a list of five, ten names, and then they would say to the preacher, if I have a meal at my house, will you come over and eat with us? I'm going to bring a friend from work. And I just want to see what happens. Yeah. You know, Rob Whitaker talks about okay. earning the right to have a Bible study. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And that is an important you know, imperative on us. But it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as, uh, you know, a, an elderly lady making phone calls, sending things mm-hmm. to people. You know, it, it does not have to be that every one of us picks up the sword and runs into battle trying to preach the gospel <laughs> if we're not you know, equipped to do that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we're not in the battle. That's right. There so, are absolutely. people who do things on a battlefield that are not really necessarily involved in the actual fight itself, but they're still vital to the success of that battle that thousand day. Percent. No, thousand percent,
2: one thousand percent. First Corinthians twelve: every mm-hmm. part of the mm-hmm. body is is important to the work. That's exactly so right. No, no one could say. I have no use in the kingdom. that, that You can't right. say right. that. You know? right.
0: <laughs> I also think, too, though, that we ha- we also have to be willing. I think sometimes maybe ministers um, get this, um, I don't know, and, and even elders, too, get this idea, this attitude of, well, this is my position. I don't need to do those things mm-hmm. because right. this is the position that I hold. And we need to make sure... Um, That we're we're servants just like everybody else um, in the congregation. That I mean, first and foremost, before any of that, we're Christians. That's right. Um, And so we need to make sure that we're willing to put forth the work and the effort um, that we would expect everyone else around us to do. Um, And we need to make sure that we're, I guess, walking the walk and not just talking the talk.
1: Well, and that's just it. There is no verse in the New Testament that says the preacher is destined to do all of the visitation. <laughs> right. There is no verse in the New Testament that says it's all on the elders. Right. It's a Christian's responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we're not careful, we're going to start basically you know, divvying up responsibilities, yeah. and we almost always divvy it up to two groups of people, the deacons and the ministers and the elders and as, a, as a third party there. Those are the people that have to do all of the work, and we miss the point of what church work really is. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, nothing was said, that the apostles were not going out and teaching the gospel it says they continued in the apostles doctrine mm-hmm. well in order for them to continue in that the apostles had to have a doctrine yeah. and to have a doctrine means you're going to teach it and live it and apply it right. so every time i read acts 242 through 47 the apostles are doing that too if every single member of the church will go back to acts 2 right. and do what they did we will become exactly what they were in that time, right. and we wonder about church growth, but that's why we don't have it.
0: Right? Well, I, you triggered a thought when you said that, and y'all can chime in on this if you want to. I wonder if, be, like you said, we've we've given all of these responsibilities to elders, deacons, and ministers. I wonder if sometimes we have handicapped our members to into, into this mindset of thinking, well, they're the ones who are going to do it. They're the ones getting all the jobs. Yeah. So I guess I'll just come worship and then leave and I wonder sometimes we've kind of portrayed that mindset probably not intentionally but we've prepared uh, portrayed this 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 idea of what they can do as as members
3: well it's like this concept of I'm just a regular Christian right. and there's no such thing right you know according to Ephesians 1 3 if you're in Christ you get everything that you get all spiritual yeah. blessings mm-hmm. if you're a Christian You are a child of God, you're in the family of God. And you have a responsibility. Well, and
0: if you're a Christian, you expect to receive all the blessings. And so therefore you should be expecting to put forth all the work too. Exactly.
1: And you know how many times we've read in comic books or seen on the on the big screen, you know, there's this massive threat and they don't need just one hero to stop it. Yeah. They need everybody. And even the smallest of characters show up to fight in this battle. That's right. The devil is that enemy. The devil is that big, bad villain that we are fighting against, and we need everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can't just be the, the best gospel preachers that we have and the best elders that we have. Everybody plays a vital part in all of this. Right. Ba- baseball is a big yeah. part of this. A reliever is just as important as mm-hmm. somebody who comes in. A closer is very important in baseball. Yeah. But he may not be the star pitcher. That's right. But if you don't have a good closer, how are you going to win any games? Right. Right. How are you going to close out what you what you started with? Mm-hmm. And that's how the church has to realize: is right. yes, some people will have roles that are a little bit more, you know, the um, intricate in the spotlight, intri- yeah, in the the spotlight, spotlight yeah. whatever it might be. But we still need people that can come in and do what needs to be done, absolutely, so that we can get the work going. Right. Well, yeah. and
0: ultimately. I mean, what's the reason why we do the work of the church anyway is to Matthew 5, 16, glorify, (laughs) glorify God. So So we don't do any of it to bring glory to ourselves anyway. So in some sense that shouldn't even matter who has quote unquote the spotlight or, you know, the name or the fame above, you know, everybody else. And and one of the,
2: one of the things I try to do on purpose, like whenever I I get a prospect and I'm getting ready to study with this person, I think about who I can get involved in this study. So, So I get everybody to pray. I send a yeah. mass email, "Hey, pray for this mm-hmm. individual," and then um, well, in one study that that me and my wife did together, um, this couple had children, and, and so we had people cooking meals, mm-hmm. we had people watching the children, yeah. and then we we focus on the study, and that's yeah. that's how we can you know get some of the people that feel like, "Hey, I got nothing. Can you cook a meal?" Yeah. Can you write a letter? Can you pray? Right. That's because that's important. We need that. We need you. Yeah. I think
0: there's a lot of people who think that if they're not doing the maybe the quote unquote bigger jobs, then it doesn't matter because nobody nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to see whatever. But um, like like we've stated before and we all already know, um, every single thing is so vitally important. To the work of the church and to the kingdom of god and so we need to make sure that just as christians we're doing all that we can regardless yeah. of what it is to be pleasing to god let's move on very very quickly as you're running out of time here let's look at this idea of the increase and i think we've kind of touched on this maybe a little bit but um we talked about scattering the seed we understand it's the word of god it's the power to save but who gives the increase because we know that we're the messengers we're the ones you know, scattering the seed, proclaiming the gospel, but who is the one that ultimately gives the increase?
3: Well, according to First Corinthians three six, it's God. You know, Absolutely Paul right. says, "I planted, Apollos water, but God gave the increase." Sure, Amen. We've got to remember that. Absolutely, and that hasn't changed.
1: That's right. uh, You know, that, that's <laughs> yeah. not a New Testament concept because when you go back to the Old Testament, just the Book of Exodus alone, think about all that God did for the Israelites. He sent Moses mm-hmm. Exodus three. He delivered them from Egypt, chapters eight through twelve. He granted passage through the Red Sea, chapter 14. He sent manna from heaven, Exodus 16. He gave water out of a rock, because that's normal, Exodus 17. (laughs) He gave the law, Exodus 20 through 32. And their response should have been this gratitude, this we are so thankful for all that God—look at what God has done for us. And yet, they come back and basically say on certain occasions throughout the (laughs) book of Numbers— It would have been better for us to have died in Mm, Egypt than to be where we're at right now. (laughs) And it's this forgetfulness that they had of who had given the increase in their lives. And if we're not careful, we talked about the, you know, the the kind of the big name people Mm -hmm. in the brotherhood or whatever. If we're not careful, if we ever became that type of person and the people who are that, if they get that Israelite attitude Mm -hmm. that God didn't do it, they did Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Then we're in trouble.
0: Well, so, yeah. if you look at that passage in First Corinthians three, uh, Drew, that you mentioned, if you look at verse seven, Paul goes into go continues on by saying, "So then, neither he who plants is what it's, is it's anything, anything. Right. nor he who waters, but look at this: God, again, who gives the increase. But then I think this is also so important. Verse eight: Now he who plants and he who waters, talking about Paul and Apollos, mm-hmm. um, specifically there are what they are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So I yeah. think it's so important you see the unity there, understanding that we're working together in this work of God, but ultimately it's he who gets the glory because it is he who gives the increase. That's it. And that's verse
1: it. 10, you know, take heed how you build upon this foundation that's sure. been laid. We yeah. have to And James three, one, you know, talks about the being very careful, you know, brother Lima, yeah. you know, preached on that the other day at the lectureship, be very yeah. careful with you being a teacher you take it seriously if you're not going to do what's supposed to be done get out of the teaching right
0: well i I guess i'm assuming you preach james 3 1 somewhere right in there i'm assuming um, because that's one of the things that you know our instructors told (laughs) us like first day in basically yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah. was Mm -hmm. um talking about i mean if there's something else that you think you could do or you'd rather Mm do by all means go do it because you that means you, you don't need to be doing um this kind of job if you don't think that you know, there's, if there's something else you think you'd rather do, you think you, that you, you, know, mm-hmm. you could do. So yeah. I think it's so very important for us to be, uh, to, to understand the importance of what we do um, as ministers, but then also what we are as Christians, um, yeah. we understand that we've taken that commitment. Um, uh, that, like Paul, could talk about Galatians two twenty, talking about living for Christ, um, doing everything you can for Him. It's so important that we always keep that in mind. Well, and we we
1: check our ego at the door, you know, of the, of the church building, you know, the the people of the church. But we go to the building to assemble, and we check our ego at the door. But The problem is, a lot of times, people aren't willing to say, this is not for me. Right. Because they like preaching. They like being in the spotlight. Or even Bible class Mm -hmm. teachers, they like doing that stuff. And they're not willing to say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should just kind of step back. If we don't do that, we're not allowing God to give the increase. Right. We're... we're, Mm -hmm fully depending upon ourselves, right. fully depending on our abilities. Right. And also,
0: I think that, that's honorable, though, I, I feel like in some sense. If you understand that this is not for you, know that you have talents in other areas that mm-hmm. you can right. you can use for the glory of God. Um, don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to be doing something that you know that you can't really do. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's so many other avenues, so many other ways, teaching Bible classes and so many other things that we could do um, to be effective for God um, in, yeah. in, in His kingdom. 1
2: F- Peter 4, verse 11 it, it tells us there that you you serve God with the ability mm-hmm. that you came up with. <laughs> the ability that God gave right. you, right? right. And, and and we have five talent people, two talent people, one talent. Right. Wh- whatever you got, glorify God that's through it? that. Right. Because right. that's, it's all about him. It, 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 I will tell you, um, when you study with someone for like, two months trying to win their soul to christ there's a temptation there to (laughs) say look Uh, what i did yeah Yeah, (laughs) there's a real temptation there but we got to remember hey we've only done what the lord has said for us to do that's right we are not. we are unprofitable servants. Sure, (laughs) absolutely.
0: We've got to remember that as we go forward. We're thankful so much that you've joined us for this episode. Michael, Drew, Lima. thanks so much for being on the podcast, on this particular podcast. Um, Just as a reminder to our audience, you can check our show notes below for all of our links and everything that we have that you need to know about the network. Also, don't forget, we do have shows that air throughout the week, every single day of the week, so be on the lookout for that. And on behalf of everyone here at the SAN, thank you so much, and God bless.